Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody can hear me right now. Uh, if you can, please give us a uh, thumbs up in the comments there. Having a little technical difficulties on my side. Uh, but I am here. I am that fat guy. I am Jared Fatty Bates. And I have Big Bri here with me a little bit. He had a little glitch on his side. But we are legal ham to the face. Uh, we're going to have a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about the uh, new Browns defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. We're going to get in an argument probably about what is the best chip. And, you know, Bri brought it up last week. You know, we're not doing potato chips. We're doing all chips. So we're going to do corn chips, tortilla chips. All right, James, thank you. And James, also thank you for the message today. You made my day with that message. Uh, like I said, the Browns did get a new defensive coordinator. Thank you, Justin, for showing up. Chris, thank you. Uh, but we're going to get into it here a little bit later. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Cavs tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, NFL playoff weekend. That was crazy. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of betting that happened over the weekend. And then we're going to get into our Fat Boy Tuesday. What is the best chip? Now, I did have one person comment on what is the best chip. And he used to be a, there's Bri. Bri, are you listening to me now? Gotcha. Yep. I, I, I remembered I had trivia. Last oh, second, of course. So I got it. No, you're fine. So uh, we had, oh, geez. All right. So, Justin, I'll ask that question right after this. Um, but we had, um, no, I lost all train of thought with that question. Good Lord. I give up now. Can't remember what I was talking about. Justin just floored me with this chips? question. I heard something about yeah. chips. Yeah, because you were talking about all sorts, you know, you're talking potato chips. So I brought up the all sorts of chips. Okay, thank you, Brian, for bringing me back on track. And there was an offensive lineman from, I believe it was Mount Union, said the kind of chips that he likes are the chips that tight end makes. Chip blocks. So I responded back to him. I'm like, what about the running backs? Or are they just too salty? Okay. I thought it was a good pun, little joke back. Did not hit this well, uh, Bri, oh yeah, uh, James said you need to clean your shirt, Bri. There's something on it. Just wait. You just wait. TV 10. Mm-hmm. Got well, a now, shout out. Well, now that he's retired and looking like an old man that he was last night, we'll get into that here a little bit. All mm -hmm. right, so here's the question Justin brought up for us, Brian. I got it. What sound would a cow pig baby make if a cow and a pig could have a baby? I feel like it would still snort. It has to snort, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Now, would it squeal or would it moo? <laughs> Probably That's... a muffled squeal. Maybe not a high-pitched squeal. Oh, boink. A moo-oink. 
Moink. Oh yeah, there's a there's some sort of uh, company named Moink, right? I Sells bet. beef and uh, pork. I think I saw my Shark Tank. I don't know, but it sounds delicious right now because I'm starving. I hadn't had dinner yet, but we had taco salad at work today, Bry. You missed a good nice. taco salad day. We had the taco bar out today, which was quite delicious. I'll but Bry, one Monday. We are going to uh, we're going to flip top three and Fat Boy Tuesday because we're going what we're going to do first is our top three, our favorite chips, and then we're going to take a really hard deep dive into what is the best chip overall. Okay, because okay. we got a lot of people that have chimed in and a lot of good answers. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's there's some out there that kind of threw you like uh, juice, juice said funyuns. Now, mm-hmm. I don't classify them as a chip, but you can dip them. So, technically, we're going to allow it because it's juice. Now, pork rinds, they're off the table. That's a whole different food group. Really? Okay. Now, I don't think that's a chip. That's just a delicacy in itself. But for everybody that is watching, uh, we are brought to you by Lake Erie APA and the City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, we do have our dog of the week, Bri. I did talk to Beth. She is on her way now to, I believe she said Baltimore last night to get 10 more dogs to bring back for City Dogs of Cleveland. Wow. Oh, and they're also having this wonderful, and I got to bring it up now before we get into Fat Boy Tuesday. I hope I added it last night when I was thinking of it. There it is. On April... You have to zoom in. I think it's April 2nd, 2023. The Cleveland mm-hmm. Monsters are teaming up with the Cleveland APL and City Dogs of Cleveland. You can take your dogs to the hockey game. $22 a person, $6 for dogs. The $6 for dogs all goes to the Cleveland APL. And the City <laughs> Dogs of Cleveland and a Friends of City Dogs get a piece of the $22 a person ticket. So if you want to go watch a hockey game, bring your pup with you, go on down to the uh, Quicken Mortgage, or is it Rojo Fijo Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse? There it is. Man, I've had the gun and I've had the queue, and now I got this thing going on, Brian. I mean, I grew up with three different names of that thing. (laughs) All right. So please join. We'll have the site, this flyer up on our Legal Hand of the Face page on Facebook. Also, we'll be uh, putting it out on Twitter, too. Just check it out. Have a good time with it. <laughs> and other than that, Bri, I gave the Cleveland headlines while you were looking up trivia. We're going to talk about Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you. Uh, I love when you came back with the Spaceballs reference, and I just can't wait. You're like, is it mm-hmm. space already? I'm like, yes, it is, Bri. It is. Now it is. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little Cavs, a little NFL playoffs, and we're going to talk some betting here on the back end because I got a bone to pick with a certain star girl down in Dallas that I need to take out in the woodshed and smack the crap out of for a little bit. But we'll can't get say that. that. Uh, why? I can't smack him? Star girl. Oh, I thought you meant an actual female. No, I meant a cowgirl. What do you, what do you want me to cow? What do you call them? Cowboys? Cowgirls? Dallas. You said Star Girl. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, I was talking about the Dallas Cowboys last night. That uh yeah. We'll oh, the a, kicker. We'll get into that later. That kid, that guy needs to be caned in the streets. 
right now. <laughs> Just shame. 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 But, Bri, you ready to get on our show? Do you have a shout-out for this week, big fella? Yeah, there we go. Let's uh, let's give James what he came for. And let me shout-out TV10. Uh, lost last night. And, frankly, I think uh, I think it's the end of the road for him. Um, I didn't really buy it last year because we've been talking for the last five or six years that he wanted to play until he was 45. And, you know, I, I just never really believed that he was a uh, – that the Bucks were a title contender this year. They're a good team. You know, they have flashes, but they had a lot of injuries too. So, I think he's he's hit that milestone. He's hit that goal that he had to play until he was 45. And, um, yeah, I think he'll ride off into the sunset. So, sucks he went out that way, but – most players that play till they're 45 don't get to go out on top of their game. So I guess it shouldn't be too surprising. Well, that's well, he's, is he still on top? Cause I, last night it didn't look like he was on top. No, no, I don't know. I mean, not compared to, you know, his top is as high as any other player ever. So there's no chance that he's what he, he was should have left after that super bowl. Bry should have left after that super bowl. Just wrote off in hindsight. Game. Yeah. But I mean, He's still guy. He led the league of passing when he was forty-four years old. So well, they don't it's hard know to say to that he was a complete bust. Well, they don't know how to run the ball down there. It's all screens and everything else. That's why. That's why they really struggled this year. They had zero running game, and they had all those offensive linemen hurt. So, yeah. you know, that, that's what happens. That's why it's so frustrating about the Brown season because, for the most part, we were pretty much healthy, other than you know our linebacker room. Um, yeah, they got you know. So just missed opportunity. Is that all your shout outs for this week? Is that all you're that's gonna, it? You're gonna shout out Tom Brady. That's the only shout out you're gonna do. Oh man. I the love Tom Brady. Oh, oh, here Justin say he looks for TB twelve to go one more year in Vegas. That'd be a way to go out. I mean that'd what, be interesting. What they that'd, that'd be exciting. Bring him out in the iron lung because uh, the over under on his rushing yards last night was amazing, Bry. I've never seen a well, quarterback have 0.5 for the over under for rushing yards. <laughs> Only I would have taken the over. Jeez. He had you a figure chance. He would have hit a QB sneak or something. Well, what's really funny is he had a chance to, and you know what he did? Almost threw an interception, throwing it all the way over in the corner of the end zone. He did throw an interception in the end zone. I saw that. That was. Poor decision. He was just trying to throw it away. I blame the uh, Monday Night Crew for that. They brought up the illustration before they should have. And what did it say? Well, it was like he's been. He's never thrown an interception in the, you know, in the oh, red. Oh well, yeah, Tom Brady. He's got eighty-six trips to the red zone, and he's never thrown an interception. I'm like, there it comes, right there. I should have death. I should have just done the in-game play right there, like next possession interception, right there. I knew it's coming. That's how it happens, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. We do have to shout out. Now, I, we really didn't get in a lot to this, but uh, Peyton Hillis um, sure. last week um, saved his kids from a riptide down in Florida and was in critical condition. I guess he's doing a little bit better now. But uh, for one big Arkansas fullback that was probably one of the best running backs for one year and our only hope to get on a Madden cover because you knew if they threw a Browns player in to be voted for the Madden cover, that guy was getting on it and just glad that he is okay. He is at home. And also the DeMar Hamlin 
Uh, he is home safe and sound. They had him on the sidelines there with the Bills during their game of whatever that was against Miami. Um, but, you know, it. I'm just glad that prayers were answered for everybody. Everybody came out safe out of that. And, you know, it just shows you the pr- the power of prayer. And, you know, we say it all the time, Brian, you bless everybody after the end of the show. We really do mean it. And, you know, we were praying for everybody too. So just glad everybody's happy and healthy. Other than that, Brian, I don't have any other shout outs. I'm just ready to get this potato chip thing going because man, oh man, but we got to wait till later because we got more people coming in here later. Philip said he's going to stop in and chat with us during it. Nice. But Bri, are you ready for our trivia? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. I always get the timing down on that thing. That's so wrong. But, Bri, as you see down here in the bottom as it keeps going, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, we've partnered with them now. This would be our fourth week with them. Uh, we love City Dogs of Cleveland. love what they do. Like I said, Beth is on her way to bring 10 more dogs back to the shelter. And she asked me to do me a favor because she didn't have anything set up for us this week. But Maxwell, the dog that we had before, is still at City Dogs of Cleveland. So look at this pup here. Look at that face. You can't say no to that face, all right? He's a hypergenic between two and three. Loves to play, loves to jump. He's a little low rider. So if you want to meet him or would like a chance to talk to them about Maxwell, down at the bottom, I gave you their email address, their phone number, and a form for you to go and actually check out Maxwell. He is one of our... (laughs) third week we've had maxwell the other ones that we've had have been adopted so and there's been more adoptions every week so and also do not forget the april 2nd 2023 the uh cleveland monsters are teaming up with them for a hockey game you can bring your dogs to have a good time Uh, i've talked to the wife and the kids brian we might be there uh i was wanting to know if you wanted to go with me also I like it. If I can bring Lily, I'm, I'm there. You can bring whoever you want to, bud. We'll have a great time there, all right? <laughs> all right, so give me your trivia for today, big fella. Here we go. Okay, so it might seem like a long time ago, but um, but we haven't had trivia since the national championship game. So I am going to take a victory lap because I – State that uh that the FCC is the best conference, and I don't take joy and pleasure in saying that. You know, obviously I'm wearing a Michigan shirt, so I'm a Big Ten fan. But SEC has won 13 of the last 17 national championships. 13 to 17. So I want you to give me the other four. What four teams uh, have won it that are not members of the SEC in the last 17 years? Uh, the national championships or a playoff? National championship. National championship. Last 17 years, not in the SEC. 
So there's four of them. There's four. All right. Mm. All right. All right. I think I got it. Cool. That's a good one. And now, Bry, I know you say SEC is king and everything, and I get it. I the, Georgia went out and just stomped a mud hole in TCU. But I got to tell you, Bry, it's a bad look for Michigan that Georgia went out and just blew them away like that. Like, I, I'm sitting there going like this. I'm like, well, at least Ohio State kept a close game to Georgia. But, man, <laughs> TCU just got annihilated. Yeah. I mean, it, it all goes full circle, you know? Wow. Georgia, Georgia dominated TCU. Mm-hmm. TCU beat Michigan. Michigan dominated Ohio State. Um, and Ohio State hung with Georgia. So, I mean, it's, it, it kind of depends on the day. I don't doubt that Georgia is a better team than TCU, but clearly TCU is not ready for the situation. And, yeah, it, you're right. It, it, it makes Harbaugh look bad because you had a talent advantage over TCU and you couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, like I pointed out a couple times, there's been a couple of, uh, of plays here and there that uh, – it just cost Michigan not scoring a couple touchdowns and then throwing a couple pick sixes. So those really killed them. And, you know, that's how football goes sometimes. If you make the big mistake, it's hard to overcome that. And, and yeah, Michigan, I think, I don't know. if I'm sure if you look at the numbers and stuff, Michigan might have had a better game than TCU. But I give TCU credit for making the big plays, the splash plays that decided that game. And, uh, yeah. Two pick sixes in one game, you're going to have a hard time winning it. Chris, I'm not going to bring that up because uh, that kind of goes both ways for Ohio State and Michigan. So, I mean, that's a good question. But uh, I'm not going to bring that up to Brian because it's going to make all of us look bad. Um, <laughs> right. There, there's nobody who really looks – other you know, than Georgia this year, yeah, nobody see, looks good. Because was TCU missing their starting running back? And I'm going – and he's oh, is that why is his that's his excuse for uh for and Ohio I'm, State losing? And I'm just sitting here going like that. I'm like, well, Michigan kind of was missing their starting. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that guy that probably should have won the Heisman. Yeah, he wasn't playing for Michigan. He wasn't going to win the Heisman. <laughs> he, was, he absolutely was. If he had no. the games Donovan Edwards had against Ohio State, 200 yards rushing against Ohio State, there's that nobody happen. else that really was deserving of the Heisman. I mean. Who even won it? Caleb Williams? Hey. He wasn't was he deserving? I don't think he was deserving. He had a chance to to snatch it and he lost to Utah. I think he could have gave it to a defensive tackle for all I would have. Yeah, this this would have been the year to give it I to know. a defensive player or a wide receiver or a running back or an offensive lineman for all I know. But because there's no quarterbacks that separated themselves. Yeah, well. And also, I got to, uh, before we move on, Brian, I got to congratulate you on your head coach p- coming back to Michigan with his tail between his legs because <laughs> he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to deal with Russell Wilson, didn't want to deal with the Carolina Panthers and what they got going on. And he saw Cliff Clingsbury in Arizona and said, I want no part of that. I'll just come back to Michigan now. I flirted with it. I put my name out there. I'll come back to Michigan. It's got to be nice to have a coach just teetering to the NFL whenever, you know, the tide rises and it's just too much and he's just got to go. Yeah, I, I can't explain it. Uh, uh, I'm not going to make excuses for Jim Harbaugh when 
when I said I wanted him out after 2020. But I'll say this. If that's the price you got to pay to go, what, 23-1 and one and beat Ohio State twice in the last two years, then, I mean, if he continues with that trajectory, I'm cool with it. But you slip up, you go back to your old ways. Yeah, I got problems with you. And now he, he's conquered the Ohio State dragon. Now he needs to conquer the uh, bowl game failures. So we'll see. You know, maybe he continues to progress. But, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I'm not going to make excuses for him. I don't know what either stay with Michigan or go to the NFL, make up your mind. Um, but like I've said before, he, it's not like he's a great recruiter. It's not like we're getting, you know, we're hanging with the Ohio States and the Georgias and we're getting the type of talents that the Alabama gets. We're not, I mean, he's developing them. So I give him a lot of credit there, but you're not getting these superior athletes where a school like Michigan that has made it to the, uh, College football playoff two straight years should be getting those guys. But they don't know what Harbaugh's thinking, so they don't want to commit to a school where the coach might be gone mid-January, and then you're left dealing with uh, whoever. Or the fact that he wears a onesie and he stays the night at your house so that he can recruit you. And, I kind of you know, like that. You know, no. milk out, you know, you know, trying there, to everyone, everyone needs an extra for Fortnite. So, yeah, it might, it might be a good idea. Sure, he was playing Fortnite when he was eating his steak and drinking his milk. Sure, sure, he loves that milk. Oh God, he loves something. nobody. Nobody claims that he's not a weirdo. <laughs> Even Michigan fans will tell you he's a weird guy. He's oh man, Ugh. something about that guy, Brian. We'll hey, we'll find out when they do the uh, ESPN thirty for thirty on him, and it'll be like, jeez, wow, just back away from that one. I, I and I, I'm with you with all that, but. I mean, if you want to look just black and white numbers, he's had success everywhere, everywhere he's going. And I wouldn't have said that two years ago um, after the 2020 season. But he's had success every single team he's coached. So there's something to his madness. I, Lord will, and I don't know what it Mad is. scientist. <laughs> we don't understand it. Somehow he's been getting it done. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know if. He's the thanks for that, or CJ Stroud is, or Ryan Day is. Uh, but I'll guess I'll give credit to Harbaugh for now. Yeah, okay. You <laughs> and it's time for our Cleveland headlines. I just dig that dagger in more. Uh, hey, I mean, you can't. Now is not the time to engage in a Michigan Ohio State battle with me. <laughs> I know you are because just right now. I got I got two years of uh, oh, beatdowns under my belt. Now, if you wanted to do it any of the last fifteen years before that, that's valid. That's all right. I'll I'll let you take it because you had about ten years of me just blowing. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank even, you. And, and that, that's what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. Even the asterisks of the COVID year, you know, we'll just throw it there. You know, one team was ready. There was no game. There was no game. How, is it up to, is it over a thousand now? A thousand days since Ohio State has beat Michigan? Well, it might be, but, you know, we always got to, we got to call into question the COVID year with somebody hey, magically coming down hey. with COVID, the whole team. And, you know, we can't play. 
as as a Browns fan, I'm Was more it? than aware of hypotheticals to make myself feel better about my team. I got you. So what, what was your record that year, the COVID year? You only had like two wins, right? Right. That's why I want him fired. That's mm-hmm. why I thought that they had no business bringing him back. Joe yeah. Milton, who who might be somehow the starting quarterback of Tennessee next year, which I don't understand that, but uh, it's got to be. He's like Stenson Bennett. He's probably like 27 years old. Probably. Uh, Chris said, he goes, I feel like I'm in a club when the headline beat comes down. Let's dance. <laughs> Uh, hey, that was one of the beats that I found. I'm like, yeah, it's it's going into the show. We got to have it. All right, Brian, <laughs> so your Cleveland headlines. All right, Cleveland Cavaliers won last night up in Minnesota with uh, one of our key pieces going out with a groin injury, which I got a big deal. I had, I had Mitchell 30-plus, Garland 20-plus. Mitchell gets hurt. Of course he gets hurt. What do you get? How many do you get end with? Uh, I think 11. He left in like the second oh. quarter. Oh, he didn't come back? No, he didn't come back. He came back and sounded really? in the third quarter, and that was it. So we don't know the uh, extent. I don't know yet. I haven't checked it, but they Cavs are still playing good. Uh, Mobley oh. has to come into his own and actually playing really good, especially with Darius Garland. And you can't deny the fact that Jared Allen – is probably one of the cornerstones of this team that most people don't talk about that a lot because he doesn't put up the super gaudy numbers, but he's like the uh, Anderson Vergel of our team this year. Like he's just, he's a guy that just in the paint will hustle, do whatever he has to do. And speaking of Anderson Vergel, Brian, he's on the coaching staff of this Cleveland Cavalier team. So how do you how do you think the Cavs are doing now? I know it's going to be a big hit with Mitchell being out. And how do you feel about the wild man back as a coach for your Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, you know, still maybe a little mixed emotions, and those will probably leave in the next couple of years or as he gets ingratiated into the uh, the organization. But you know, let's not forget when he left the Cavs, he went to the Golden State Warriors. And we hated him <laughs> for what was it, 2016 or 2015 that he went to the Warriors? I think it was 16. the year we won. Yeah, yeah. he didn't play. Yeah, but still, you know, I, I know, bud. But that and, point, and it's a business. And that points to it being a business, I guess. But he he was here the entire time with us. He never went anywhere else. He signed with us. He stayed yeah. in Cleveland. Really didn't go anywhere else. And then he got the opportunity. Cleveland's like, hey. Your old fella, we're not bringing you back. We thank you for everything you did. And he took right. a one, one year with Golden State. Like, what are you going to say to that? It's it's not like he jumped ship and went to Miami with his buddies like somebody else did. He took a one year, knew it was going to be his last year. Hey, I would like to have one of those fancy NBA championship rings. Let me go to the best team. Yeah, that's why, you know, I'm not saying it's, um, you know, it's beyond reconciliation with him. You know, I will eventually forgive him and he'll be back in my good graces. But maybe for now, you know, until he's back with the organization and and making a difference with the Cavs, then I'll probably forget about him being with the Warriors. But as far as the team goes, they keep plugging along, Um, you know, beating the Pelicans without uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram. It's it's what you should do, and I know we didn't have Mitchell for uh for the entire second half, but it's what I expect from this team. 
you know, my expectations are raised. So I'm very happy to see uh, Rubio back. I think that's huge. And if nothing else, just to give Donovan Mitchell a bit of a rest um, because he's been top 10 in the league in minutes and he's been deserving to be on the court. But at this point, we're in it for the long haul. We're not in it just to uh, make the playoffs and be happy with that. We got to think about playing into May, you know, into, you know, who knows, maybe June if, if the chips fall our way and a couple guys can really step up and get hot. So, yeah, get him a little more rest. Um, you know, my, his MVP candidacy might take a bit of a hit. But, um, but I think getting him rest and keeping him fresh through March – to the playoff push and, uh, you know, hopefully getting top three seed, you know, for sure, at least top four seed, so we can have home court advantage in that first round. But um, it, top four, you're probably looking at playing the number one seed in the second round. So who knows how that'll go, but top three would be nice. Uh, we have a question here, an NBA question that we normally don't get that often. But uh, James said, you think LeBron should be known as the most career points when he passes? And I believe he's got to pass Kareem Abdul, right? Mm-hmm. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he goes, I don't because LeBron got to play with no college. He, he did get to play with no college, um, but that was also Wilt with the NBA. He could have came out after, or Kareem Abdul could have came out in high school too and played. So it's not like that. That wow, there we go. That whole thing changed after Kevin Garnett and LeBron. Yeah, I got you. You figured that out. I would, and you know, I know it's been a rocky relationship with LeBron, but these uh these leagues change rules and change schemes and stuff like that to me it's kind of like saying uh you know Dan Marino was the all-time leading passing leader even though Brady and Breeze and Manning have passed him well it's a different league now because they're throwing the ball on more than they used to well, the, the the league has changed the rules have changed um and you know they, it goes both ways. Like we talked last week with Cy Young. Nobody will ever reach that record, the Cy Young record, because the league has changed now to you only pitch every five games and you only get 30 starts a year or 35 starts a year. Well, it's just – it's that in reverse. And now guys come out and, you know, the purists, the old older folk will probably – yeah, say that Kareem is still always going to be number one to them and – I don't know. I'm more of a, a black and white guy. If you have more points than him, then you are the all-time points leader. So, you know, you're welcome to think whatever you think, though. But, uh, Bri, um, there we go. There so, you go. So my my big thing is with it, Bri, is the – it's not the fact – I mean, how old is LeBron now? LeBron's like, what, 30? 38. He's, about, he's a couple months younger than me. Yep. He also got to factor in when did Kareem retire? So, yes, mm. but also you got to factor in the postseason points, too. LeBron's been in pretty much every postseason after like the last, what, first three or four years of his rookie career. I honestly, and I'm posing this question to anybody else who's out there, I don't, I don't know if they count postseason points. 
Well, and also you got to factor in on those Cavs teams. He was the only one, right? The only one. Sure. Okay, down in Miami, he had some help. But there was a point in time where he had to take over because Wade and Bosch were hurt. So every team he's kind of been on, he's been the alpha with except, well, Miami, Wade was the alpha for the longest time. And then LeBron kind of took it over. But it's almost like LeBron could actually, he could have had point whenever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just now he's doing it like, it's like the whole year with um, Westbrook with a triple-double, averaging a triple-double. LeBron's trying to get his whole team actually playing with him. It's not like he's trying to just take over a game by himself. Like, I feel like LeBron could have had, you know, 80-point game if he wanted to or a 70-point game. Like, I feel like he has those games in him, but he's not built that way for those games. You know what I'm saying, Brian? Like, he'll catch fire throw up 50, but he also has 12 assists. You know, he's one of those guys. He's not like the, I don't know, the. he's a dominant scorer, but he's also trying to be smart about basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it, and as a basketball fan and as a sports fan, yeah, you can nitpick stuff like that, but let's just appreciate it for what it is. I mean, LeBron has been great. Great, one of the top players in the in the world for eighteen years, and it, it goes to Tom Brady as well. You know, eighteen twenty years, you've been great for eighteen twenty. Like no nobody else in the history of the league has been great for eighteen twenty years. Now I know LeBron got a head start, whereas Jordan maybe didn't come into the league till he's twenty two. But you know, Jordan wasn't great at thirty eight years old. Uh, these other quarterbacks, nobody's been great at forty five. Or 44. So, I mean, it's exciting for the future. I mean, it's crazy to think about it, but could we see a quarterback in our lifetime play till he's 50, still be damn good? You know, can we see a scorer average 30 points when he's 43 years old or something like like Stuff like that just doesn't make sense. But these guys are proving that with modern medicine and, you know, LeBron spends, they say, a million dollars on his body every year. Like, just the natural evolution of the athlete. And, yeah, it's not crazy to think that uh, that these guys can play into their 40s now and be effective into their 40s because we're seeing it with LeBron and, and other athletes. And, you know, the sky's the limit. It's fun to think about for the next five to ten years where they could be. Right, I love you so much. You had to bring Tom Brady into it again. I mean, it's, no, no, no. it's closely tied. Is it really closely tied? Because LeBron used to get the shit kicked out of him. He'd still get hacked and fouled and everything else and beg for it. They changed the whole game because of Tom Brady. Because you can't touch quarterback. Heaven forbid Tom Brady's hair gets out of place. That's a personal foul. That's 15 yards. They did everything to protect the quarterbacks in the NFL when Tom Brady started in his climb because they knew if he got hurt once, the NFL was going to go into shit. Right, and I understand your bias because he's a Michigan guy, so you're obviously very biased, but let's just look at the facts. 44 years old, leading the league in passing when he's 44, beating out Mahomes, beating out Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, winning the Super Bowl when he's 43. We might not see that for a very long time. And so I'm saying the same thing with LeBron. If LeBron made better choices, LeBron's made up his mind. He wants to stay in Miami. 
or uh, or LA. He wants to be an LA guy. So he's probably not going to win another championship unless he can convince some of these great young players to come. So to me, it's it's very similar. Um, you know, I'm not going to throw too many bouquets at Brady, but 43 year old quarterback, you know, winning the Super Bowl and leading his team to the Super Bowl, not doing what Peyton Manning did when he was 38 or 39, and just kind of along for the ride. I, I get we've it. never seen it. We might not see it for the next 10, 20 years. So that's why I'm saying just appreciate it rather than trying to poke holes and, well, yeah, Mike Evans was this and LeBron did it in a bubble. It's like, you know, stop being a hater and just appreciate oh, it. I'm not being, I'm still going to be a hater. I'm gonna be I know. Big- and that's why I said, I mean, that's you're like- biased. You know, you're biased. Oh, I know. Because I'm he's, because Tom Brady's my Trump card. You know, whenever I talk about how terrible the Ohio State quarterbacks are in the NFL, and I can throw Tom Brady in your face, and you have nothing to say about it, but right. and you get tired of that argument. So I understand right. where you're. I'd probably be in the same way if the roles were reversed. You know something? It's not Tom Brady I blame. It's not the NFL I blame. It is the glass knee of Drew Bledsoe that I blame. And if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt, there would be no Tom Brady. There's part of me that thinks that maybe you actually believe that, like oh, in your head. I do. Like he never, he never would have got a chance, and he would just been like same with Joe. So you would say the same about Joe Burrow if he just stayed at Ohio State, he would never have been a great NFL quarterback. Is that what it is? That's the same thing. You never get a shot at the place you're at. You you never succeed. He got hurt. And you and just left. fall by the wayside. No, I'm saying, like, what would have happened if Joe Burrow just stayed at Ohio State and never played college football? Well, let's guess what? Could won the Heisman, you know? As a, as a backup? Why not? <laughs> because he never played on the field. Who was in front of him? Justin Fields? Yeah, Dwayne, no, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, yeah. He would have beat him out if he wasn't injured. There he no, no. That. That's why he transferred to LSU. Yeah, because he, he knew he wasn't going to play. So you're saying that he if you're saying that about Tom Brady, you're you got to be saying the same thing about Joe Burrow that he would have never been anything if he Why just stayed at Ohio State. Any quarterback. Now you're just going to get me heated. We're talking about because because I'm I'm winning the argument. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying if you have the same argument for Tom Brady, you have to have the same argument for Joe Burrow, and you're fighting about that. Joe Burrow. No winner. Oh my lord. You're just going to take that. That's fine. By the way, if anybody wants to see that video, go to YouTube, type in, would Tom Brady be the best if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt? And it is probably one of the best things ever because Eli Manning would be the face of the NFL. And Mark Sanchez would be the quarterback of the New England Patriots and lead them to Super Bowls with Bill Belichick. I wonder if our fan. Do you think our fans are like, what are these two boneheads talking about? They're they're arguing over stupid, dumb hypotheticals. The Browns just right. hired a defensive coordinator today. Right. Why aren't they talking about that? Right. It's our <laughs> show. We talk about whatever we want to, and we do this all the time. All right. Let's get into that, though. All right. There we go. All right. Now all right. I'll transfer over now. Now that you, I got all my hate out of Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. All right. The Browns hired. Jim Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you. Now, Brian, last episode that we had, last show we had, you said you wanted Jim Schwartz. You're very excited about hiring Jim Schwartz. 
He is 56 years old. He was a defensive special assistant for the Titans. He won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia with the defense there when uh, Doug Peterson was the coach there. He was also the only coach in the modern era to take Detroit to the playoffs, okay, when he had Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson and Ndamukong Sue. All right. Still think he got a raw shake there in uh, Detroit, but that's okay. But he's coming with us now, right? And the one thing I love about this hire, Bry, now I was more of a Flores guy. You and I talked about that extensively because I just think more Flores would be more adaptable with the players, a little bit more, I wouldn't say buddy-buddy, but kind of understanding everything. But this guy is finally, I think, the guy that Cleveland needs on this defense because guess what? He's not going to put up with you being soft. He's not going to put up with a diva defensive end taking first and second downs off to pad up his sack score on third down. He is the kind of guy that is opposite of Stefanski that will get in your face and tell you you're doing wrong. And I think that's what this defense needs. He also is a very strong defensive line. He wants to rush four drop everybody else back. He doesn't blitz that often. He also stops the run. He has defensive tackles in mind. Look where everywhere he's gone. The defensive tackles that have been there with him have been some of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. So, Brian, I think they swung for the fences, and I think they had a home run with this hire. What do you think, bud? There's a lot to love about this hire uh i i mean i was i was sick to my stomach just thinking that the browns would do what the browns do i mean um andrew barry kevin stefanski would do what they do and get this mild manner guy from uh from seattle and i don't know much about him let's be honest um but he was an ivy league school guy you know a lot like them i thought they would just go that route so i give the browns a lot of credit for shaking it up and saying that something has to change. We can't just keep going down the path that we're going and, and get a bunch of guys that are like us. Um, and I don't think Jim Schwartz is a, I've kind of come around on him ever since his Detroit days. I wasn't a big Jim Schwartz fan. I thought he was kind of a, a punk and, um, you know, just a fiery guy, just to be a fiery guy and kind of had small man syndrome, but, Listen, you need somebody in that building to hold guys accountable. That's the number one thing we've talked about this offseason. Um, and so it would have been easy for them to just go the same way they've been going, but uh, but they shook it up a little bit. And I think Flores would have been a good hire. Obviously, he's a great uh, X's and O's guy. He's a great defensive mind, and, uh, and he's a leader of men. But, you know, I just – I needed somebody in there – as is the guy to be the ass kicker like we talked about before and i think that's schwartz i think i think hopefully stefanski is hands off with the defense and he just lets um let schwartz run this defense like it's his own personal unit and he doesn't have to answer to anybody else and so he hopefully knows that that is supposed to be his role now like this defense is very talented and 
we have a lot of guys making a lot of money um, and they just, for whatever reason, have underperformed, whether it be communication, lack of communication, um, just guys not caring as much, guys thinking that they can just be a starter on an NFL team and tell all their friends how cool it is and look at look at the millions of dollars that I'm making and just kind of go out there every Sunday and just kind of put forth a half-ass effort. And I don't, I'm telling you, I don't think Tim Schwartz is going to put up with that. So that's something to be excited about as a Browns fan heading into next year that, uh, that he's going to whoop these guys into shape because they should be a top 10 defense. They have the potential to be a top five defense. And now we just need some leadership and uh, some motivating factors on the defensive side to get them going. Uh, Craig said here he has been a top type, top five defense everywhere he's been in DC, and he it's really exciting has, to hear. And he really has. And the and the thing I really like about this Bry is there's not going to be that much zone anymore. He likes to play man to man on the outside, which is the best thing for our corners, especially to get their hands on people, especially with the way that Newsom played this year, them bringing them into the slot and letting Emerson play the outside. You know, I think that was kind of a big mistake on Joe Woods' part, even though Emerson did great. I'm not saying he didn't, but I think Newsom couldn't handle the slot play. Um, but if you get him on the outside, one-on-one with somebody, I think he can. And the thing I like also about this, right, we got to get some defensive tackles. And with that kind of name coming in here as your defensive coordinator, there's a lot of free agent, big-name defensive tackles that have played for him. That could come here and play for us. There and you go. One gaping, gaping hole. And Miles Garrett's going to excel in the short scheme. We'll see what happens. I I think the biggest I think the biggest thing that you come away with this hire, Bri, and I've heard it today. You know, you and I listen to sports talk rare, whether it be 923 or 850. I gotta give the guys kudos. If you would have brought in Brian Flores. Okay, at that point in time, we already know Stefanski's seat is hot. All right. You bring in Brian Flores, there's a transition there of them going, well, Stefanski's not the guy. We know people rally around Flores. He did good in Miami. This, this, and this, 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 and this. I think this gives the, <laughs> the front office a look, like a legit look at Kevin Stefanski this year. Because at this point in time, like you said, hands are off. Stefanski's probably not going to be doing anything with the defense. It's going to be all Jim Schwartz's, and that gives Stefanski whatever he wants to do on the offense. And this is Stefanski's year to prove that he is the head coach for this team. Um, Now, I'm still kind of curious of what assistance Schwartz is going to bring or keep. Um, You know something, Chris, this is the other thing that people – keep asking does he play a four three or three four mm-hmm. in the nfl anymore if you watch these guys line up there's really no base four three three four anymore everybody's kind of like a hybrid now like yeah they'll run a four three but then the next play you'll have your defensive end stand up at a three four like it it just it's weird because the concepts are so different now from what they were 10 15 20 years ago that we used to be like oh, man, we need a 3-4 in here because we need a linebacker. And, you know, we need two outside linebackers and two middle linebackers. It's not that way anymore because everybody's kind of the same size in the athleticism. 
has kind of came to with everything with linebackers and defensive ends. So it's kind of the thing is though, is he's never had small linebackers. His linebackers, 250 plus, buddy. He wants to meet Mongols in the middle. So I want to see how he's going to coach JOK, um, how he's going to treat our safeties, which are smaller safeties. Uh, see what he does with them. But I'm really excited to see what he does with our defensive tackles because I think that is where we need the most work on this team is defensive tackles. That's the next step. That's, uh, you know, just because we've hired a former NFL coach, a guy that we're all happy is here with a lot of experience, and it, he has. He's been in the league for a long time. He's not – that's maybe one thing that he has over Flores is um, is he's seen this, this league evolve for the last 20 to 30 years. And so, you know, he has a great knowledge base for um, – for what he needs to do with this defense to adapt and hopefully make more adjustments than what our defense did last year, which was very, very few. Um, but the next step is getting guys in here that he thinks can be successful in his system. Because I mean, to me, the offense is pretty good. Um, we just, we need better quarterback play uh, from Deshaun Watson and we need, the line to regain focus and to get back to where they used to be and the receivers to take the next step. But, um, but as far as personnel goes, there's little tinkering that has to be done for the offense, get a speedster at wide receiver we've talked about, but, uh, but this defense, yeah, put it in Jim Schwartz's hands and, uh, let him get some defensive tackles, like you said. Let him get the linebackers in here that he wants. You know, hopefully we're done playing that three safety set um as much as we did and you know if he's not happy with Delpit or Harrison or John Johnson you know they can go and he can get guys in here that that he can trust so it's going to be exciting to see over the next couple months where they go with that and they still have some assets in the draft um to where you could get a guy like Emerson um to step in on your defense and you know, maybe a second round defensive tackle or something to be an impact guy and just to clog the middle. But um, but yeah, I, I feel very very good. Um, I know it's been bleak in the past because the Browns have showed that they are a little reluctant to make adjustments and to go in a different direction. And you know, that's why I was so scared of getting Desai in here and. Um, you know, grooming him and waiting for him to take the lumps and the growing pains of a new coach. You know, let's get a uh, let's get a veteran guy in here. Let's get a guy that's going to hold people accountable. Who's going to get in your face? And because we have to win now, we don't have two three years to wait to hope that he develops into a good defensive coordinator. We, we need what one now. And I don't. I'm not really sure what what Schwartz has been doing the last couple of years. I know he's with Tennessee. Is like. A special assistant or something like that. So that's maybe a little. Go ahead. So, so he took off time from defensive coordinator to kind of take a step back and stop the grind of the everyday defensive coordinator kind of routine to kind of reset himself and refresh himself. So mm -hmm. he's been the defensive special assistant down there. So that's kind of like the. Pretty much the defensive coach that's in the coach head coach's ear going, I don't know if they would do that. You know, I would kind of, you know, he's just a consultant down there. And that's, there you go. Right. that's fine. So, but and, yeah, I'm definitely excited. 
I think uh, I th- he he has history with the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't he here with uh, it was Belichick three in '94, '95, something like that? 1995, he was a Cleveland Browns scout under Bill Belichick, and yeah. he went to Baltimore and started over in Baltimore with the linebackers coach and all that, and that's how he got his start. So he started, Sweet. yes, he under Belichick here, under Nick Saban. So he grew up with that cream of the crop. So, Yeah, he's familiar with the passion of the city, the passion of this fan base, and you know, I'm sure he would love nothing more than to bring success to this franchise. Well, and I hope so because he tried to do it to Detroit, and Detroit's kind of the same way we are, right? I mean, let's just be real about that. Um, let me real quick, Brian, because we do got to get in Fat Boy Tuesday, but sure. we both love this hire. We'll talk more about it next week. <laughs> uh, we'll talk now. Chris brought up what is John Johnson's remaining contract? Uh, Chris, he has got one more year left on his contract, yeah. and I think Brian he signed I, a three for 30. Uh, three for 33, three for 33. So he's three two years into it. Why does that sound like an Arby's meal to me for some odd reason? You know, you must be hungry. God, I'm starving. They haven't had three for 33 in probably 15 years. I know. What's this two for seven crap? I, I remember when it used to be three for five. And I remember it was five for five. I, that's back before I even liked Arby's, but uh, maybe that's five a good transition. Five. five for five, my cousin. I remember him getting it, smashing it. Shout out, Mike. Hope you're good. Five for classic roast beef and four for five beef and cheddar. Uh, yeah. I remember those days, Bri. Yeah. Now you can't get anything. Don't get me started. I went to Subway for the first time in like over a year. Yeah. Spent 20 and, bucks. Uh, yeah. Well, I think they're looking at Jersey Mike's and they're seeing the ridiculous prices that people are willing to pay for that. So they just automatically up their prices a couple bucks. All right, now let me get my betting bone off my chest, Brian. Now, gambling is loud here in Ohio, sportsbook and all that. You know, I dabbled in it. We hit, the wife and I bet on a few things. We hit a few things, Brian. But the one that threw me for a loop last night was I had the over in the Cowboy-Tampa Bay game last night, which the over was. 45 and a half. Bri, what was the score of that game last night? 31-14. How many kicks did that kicker miss for the Dallas Cowboys? Four. I hate that kicker. (laughs) Welcome to professional betting. They, uh, they have a whole segment on uh, the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center called Bad Beats. So you're Bri, not alone. Bri, I had a parlay that was going to pay out like you wouldn't believe. All I needed was the over. And when I saw that last night, and then the other thing that really got me last night, Bri, was they got the onside kick, all right? And then Tom Brady throws that Hail Mary pass to Mike Evans, and it just hits him in the damn fingertips, Bri. And I that that was the time I just shut off everything. I started throwing stuff. There did you stay up to watch that? I did stay up to watch that. Oh, I wanted to man. make sure I hit the over. Dude, it's betting. This is a whole different style right now. 
That's that's why it's so uh, yeah. so addicting because it makes games that you don't care about fun to watch. So What's you just really gotta fun? you gotta know your limits. <laughs> that's all. My wife goes, should we bet on the Australian Open? I'm like, yeah, let's bet on tennis because that's my forte right now. No, I don't want to do it. Before you know it, you're betting on preseason hockey. And, uh, yeah, it it can get it can spiral out of control in a hurry. And it's not like I don't don't bet on, you know, high school basketball or anything right now. Not naming (laughs) names. (laughs) All right, Brad. Yeah, it, it was crazy. High school football has spreads, believe it or not, I, which is I kind know. of, I mean, just absurd to me that uh, it just to think that people would bet on high school kids are crazy. And, well, we're not those kind of people, right, Bri? I hope I hope I never get to that point, but I guess uh, I guess we'll you never know what this the future holds. Ashley, be quiet. It was only a two dollar bet. <laughs> hey. I so I made I made her so far I've just I've just been betting the free stuff that they give you but I made her sign up for uh I don't know if I told you this last week I made her sign up for um one of them and and I put it all on Georgia and I was like yeah it's pretty much a lock and uh yeah so she, the payout was small but uh but it's again it's free money you lose you don't lose anything might as well have some fun well, we, we, yeah, I get it. All right, buddy, you ready for your top three? Okay. And then we'll get into Fat Boy Tuesday, all right? Yeah, yes, sir. Now, we're flipping this around because we are going to get into chips here a little bit because we had people from Twitter, Facebook, Friends, family, everybody has chimed in on chips, dude. Hey, my dad, my mom has chimed in on chips, Brian. We are getting ready to get into chips here like you wouldn't believe. Now, I expanded what that list was that that guy gave us, which you said, well, they're not all potato chips, okay? And I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here thinking, in my mind, what is the true best potato or best chip, hands down? Whether it be a corn chip, tortilla chip, potato chip, whatever it is, hands down the best chip, all right? Mm-hmm. But I want to get our top three favorite chips, Brian. Okay. Before we do it, all right? So I will go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three, Brian. I don't know what it is about them, but you give me a can of Pringles, and whether it be the barbecue or okay. sour cream and onion, I am just crushing that whole thing. I don't know what it is about Pringles, especially when you get your hands stuck in it and you got to start <laughs> breaking the chips at the bottom and drinking them like they're a tall boy. You know, you got mm-hmm. that. My number two, Bri, is a Lay's barbecue chip. Plain barbecue Lay's. Just straight plain barbecue Lay's. Really? Okay. okay. All right. Now, and this is the one I'm going to vouch for. My number one chip, right? And I believe it goes with anything and everything. The original Doritos nacho cheese. Disappointing. That's fine. You can say that. Now, Collins, Very boring. 
but but cons has made my honorable mention like everybody has their like those chips i i love cons right but i'm going with like the best chip overall <clears throat> so give me your top three bud Yep, I got a top three here for you. Um, my number three is jalapeno kettle cooked chips, and I think I'm going Lay's. Um, Lay's, Mrs. Yeah. Vickers. Yeah, Vickers isn't bad. The problem with Vickers is I only get them in those teeny tiny little bags, so it's like I'm tips. always I'm always left unsatisfied. Um, I've never seen a giant bag, but any sort of jalapeno kettle cooked um, is going to be good by me. And my number two is Cool Ranch Doritos. I think they are by far superior to the nacho cheese Doritos, but I'll agree with you that more people probably like the the um, nacho cheese ones for whatever reason. Uh, I'm a cool rich Cool Ranch guy, so. That's number two. My number one, we've talked about before. It's been a while, though. Um, the Grippos. The Grippos Barbecue, which are kind of making their way more towards Northeast Ohio. I think they're a Cincinnati chip. Um, but, yeah, that's been my favorite since my cousin introduced me to them a while ago. Shout out to Chris. Thank you for that. Um, and I'm with you, though. You're starting to get me on the cons train, like I said, last week or two weeks ago. Um, the con sweet heat is also very good, so uh, similar too. So that's my top three. All right, so now we're getting into Fat Boy Tuesday, and I gotta play it because I just love hearing the Fat Boy Tuesday sounder. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Now, Fat Boy Tuesday, which that was Bob from Millersburg that did that sounder from us, and I can't thank Bob enough. Mm-hmm. All right. We're already starting to get thumbs up for Fat Boy Tuesday, Brian. Here we go. Now, this is on Twitter. I put out for Fat Boy Tuesday this week, we are doing what is the true best chip. All right. We had 7,612 views of this tweet, Brian. Seven? Wow. All right. Here we go. First one, all dressed. You ever had the all dressed chip? I have. I haven't. Seen, they haven't been around in a while. They're the Ruffles, I think, makes them, but I haven't seen them in a long time. That is Cam from Canada. We have yep, the they're they're Canada. They're they're big in Canada. Brown Spider. You remember Brown Spider? No, I've never I, heard of Brown Spider. The one at the tailgate with the glasses. One of the super fans. Oh, okay, gotcha. He has the Tostitos. Hint of lime. That's on my honorable mention. I'm with him. All right, here we go. Zaps. Voodoo chips. Yep, also on my honorable mention. Really good. Very close to cracking my top three. Uh, Let's see here. Bill, Cape Cod kettle cooked chips. Yeah, really good. Now, Nick Wilson, who has been on this show, Bri. Cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Yeah, they're very, very solid. I think you, they're honestly, those are kind of like the tailgate chip that you get that you pick up. And I've done it several times when you're going to a tailgate with 10 plus people, you, everyone's going to be satisfied with that. By we had uh, tailgate fantasy sports chimed in with Cape Cod salt and vinegar chips. 
Okay, I can get down with that. All right, Jacob Roach chimed in with Cheetos. Now, would you consider Cheetos a chip, or is that kind of like a puff? I don't know. I guess I don't have a strong take. I could be talked into either way. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah, if you if you want to broaden, it's technically not a potato chip, but if you want to broaden it to snacks, Lay's snacks, which are pretty much all chips, I'd be fine with that. Same with juices, uh, funions. Okay, that was the next one. Uh, let's see here. Addicts is Chub Lovecraft, uh, which is on Twitter. Utz crab chips. Now I never had those. No, neither have I. I've seen them though. And Utz makes a solid chip. I got their sweet and smoky uh, barbecue. I think on my mm-hmm. honorable mention list. All right. And then we also had another voodoo chip chime in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the quote retweets. Uh, Kyle said barbecue grippos. That's number one. Yep. Had another grippos in here. Just said grippos. I'm t- not saying anything I'm else, but just grippos. Yep. Top, that's the original. Top dog tailgate chimed in with Snyder's barbecue chip. Yeah. I had the sweet and sassy down, which is basically like a barbecue, but yeah, really good. Now we are getting into the family. All right. My wife. Ruffles. Original. The original ruffle chip. Okay. My wife, my wife likes original lace, which is I find appalling. (laughs) All those choices and you go original. I know. Charlie John, Lay's barbecue. Solid. Alexander. Now this one's going to throw you for a loop. Cheddar. Just a cheddar chip from I think it was, it's not, is it cheddar and sour cream from Lay's? Uh, they might just make a cheddar chip. I'm not sure. Cheddar. Okay. We had my dad. Salt and vinegar chips with chocolate milk. Really? Never heard of that combo. I've tried it. I never did either, and I asked him, and I said, Dad, why do you do the salt and vinegar with the chocolate milk? He goes, because you really get the salt, and then you get the sweet with the chocolate milk. And I said, sure. okay, not going to judge you. Not going to judge sure. you, Dad. All right, we had another one. Chili cheese fritos have hit just, the board. Literally just wrote it down. All right, that was another one that hit the board, right? The barbecue. Have you ever the barbecue Fritos? They're coming uh-huh. back. Not the not the honey barbecue. Not the honey twist. The, the, those are good. Also, I'm not a big fan of the twist, but uh, but now they got regular barbecue Fritos. We had an Uncle Ray's mm-hmm. hit the list, right? Now, if you guys don't know what Uncle Ray's is, uh, I think we bought them at Save a Lot here in North Olmstead, but they closed the store. But I think they're like a save a lot brand. Unreal. Okay. Can't go wrong with them. Mm-hmm. We also had cons came in, of course, for Justin. It had to be cons. Sure. Which, you know, don't get me wrong. He had the cinnamon last time, the cinnamon sugar potato chip. But I want to give you my reasoning for the Doritos of being the best chip overall, Brian. Okay. Now, you ready to get into this argument? Sure. All right. I believe that the best chip has to be universal. Okay. 
Hatfield. Enjoyed by all. Enjoyed by all, but also used in a multitude of uses. Okay. So, with the Doritos chip, you can make a taco salad. It goes with any dip that is out there. Whether it be French onion, buffalo chicken, you could dip that in anything you want to dip it into, Bri. And also, it goes with any sandwich combination that you have. Now, I was going to go with barbecue chips because barbecue chips kind of go with anything, right? Like, there's times mm-hmm. you can't just do like a regular Lay's and it's just like, eh. no. You got to have a little bit of flavor. So that's why I said, like, for me, I love barbecue chips with like my turkey sandwiches. I don't know why, just how I am. But I truly believe that the Doritos nacho cheese chip, not the spicy, not the Cool Ranch, the nacho cheese, goes with anything you could throw at it, Brian. Buffalo chicken dip, taco dip, any kind of dip that you want. Chili cheese dip, you could use Doritos instead of Fritos. You could use Doritos in a multitude of things, and that's why I believe Doritos is the best overall chip. So I think that's where our lists differ. Um, I think we were not on the same page. I My list is me personally, what are my favorite chips? It sounds okay. like you're making an argument for the best overall chips. Okay. Is that well, right? Is that correct? I mean, that's what I'm trying like, to do. But what, what's but but what's your personal favorite chip? My personal favorite chip would have to be, and I don't get it that often, would have to be the Cons barbecue chip. Regular barbecue. Regular barbecue. The reason why is you get you get some of these barbecue chips that have a little bit of seasoning on them, but then not all over the chip. When you get a Cons barbecue chip and pull it out of the bag, Brian, that thing is red all over. There's not a seasoning missing on any of these. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, second, and I'm I'm huge on this one. Anything salt and vinegar. I love salt and vinegar chips. It reminds me of going to the fair and getting the fries with the the malt vinegar and the ketchup and everything all over. It just some about it, but like I believe that is my Overall, number one chip is Khan's barbecue chips. Okay. I like it. There's a couple more that, that maybe you haven't had, but um, but I wrote down on my honorable mention list, and a couple of them are Uts. Uh, and, and one of them might surprise you, and probably not many people try it because it doesn't sound super uh, um, appetizing, but it's the, the Dark Russert. Have you ever had those ones? No. They're pretty good. Um, I've only had them a couple times, but uh, they're not bad. And then the other one is the Utz Maui Barbecue, which has a little kick to it. That um, has, that's got to have the Valdea onion in it, right? It might. I, I couldn't tell you for sure. Again, I've only had it a couple times. And another one I don't see very often, but when I do, I probably try to get it. And it's maybe a little strange for some people, but hers... Um, ketchup chips. Okay. Now you're on. I'm that. all over the board here. I got, I got a wide spectrum of chips that I, I usually typically I stay away from the, 
uh, Lay's, just because, again, they're kind of boring to me. I want to try something new. Oh, Garditos are good, too. Yes, they are. Garditos are good, too. Uh, Nacho cheese Doritos in chili. Uh, When it comes to chili, okay, (laughs) you're going to love me. I make a thing called Frito Pie, and I either use the chili cheese Fritos or regular Fritos. Or every now and then, if you guys have never tried this before, it's a little different than the oyster crackers. I have done the goldfish crackers in my chili. Oh, yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Now, also, Brian, the other one I wanted to bring up to you, and it's a chip that um, doesn't get a lot of play with it because it's not that, you know, it's one of those ones you look at it and you're kind of like, mm-mm-mm. I have tried the Doritos dill pickle chip. And if you're a fan of dill pickles, this is the chip for you. Oh my lord, it was really good, Bri. And normally new? I've never seen it. Dude, I went to the Dollar General here on my side of town, right? And I'm walking through and I'm getting chips for me and the kids. I'm like, all right, chip, chip. And I'm like, I looked up and said, tangy dill pickle. And I'm like, you have piqued my interest. All right, you're coming in the bag. Took them home, Bry. Amazing. I mean, it's just they have enough dill that you can like taste the dill pickle, but it's not overpowering of the chip. Like it's not so much flavoring that it kind of gets it. Just you know how you get like an over flavor, and it's just like Mm-mm, too much, mm-hmm. too much. It's not too much, Bry. It's not enough Munkin. As the the boys would say on I two three, too much Munkin or not enough Munkin. Is that reference to Todd Munkin? Todd Munkin. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think Doritos is a uh, you know underutilized. They need to come out with more flavors. I used to love. This is back in my high school days. They had like a bold barbecue that was really good. Now, do you remember? And I, I want to bring it up because I haven't seen them in a very like tater skins. TGI Friday's Tater Skins. I used to love Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. I get those from time to time. The other one was the uh, Keebler Pizza Potato Chips. Never seen those or heard of those. I believe, sound bad. I believe it's Keebler. They came in a white bag, and it just said pizza across the top of it. Hmm. And, I, dude, I, I remember as a kid just grabbing those things, just, you know, but, yeah. Tater skins. Can't go wrong with tater skins. Those are good, too. And by the way, those are a great thing to dip in the uh, Velveeta and chili chili cheese dip. That's a good idea. Just giving you a heads up. Yeah, the I mean, there's a lot of, if you, if you want to broaden your horizon a little bit, even the uh, like the Cheez-It chips and the Ritz chips are pretty good, too. Well, you know, we can't, we can't forget about the salt and cracked pepper chips, the kettle chips. Yeah, Those are really good too, man. Sounds good. God, I'm starving, Bry. <laughs> yeah. We got to get out of here. We could talk all night about this. All right, this is like a topic that can go on for at least another hour and a half because there's so <laughs> many chips. There's now we've we've had the grippos. All right, I've never had the barbecue grippos. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, Didn't you send us a package? Yeah, but they weren't. Maybe barbecue. just talk about it. Oh, no, they weren't barbecue. Yeah, but they weren't the barbecue grippos. They were grippos, but. He sent us that and some jerky and some other stuff, which is actually delicious. Um, 
but if you guys get a chance to, I mean, help out local. You got Grippos that's here in, I think it's down in Cincinnati. It's starting to make its way north. Cons is in Columbus. Uh, they're here in the Cleveland area. Bry loves them now. I Snyder. every time Snyder's Snyder, local. Snyder's local. Um, I don't know about Uncle Ray's. Shears, Shears. My grandparents used to be I friends forgot. with uh, the Shears. Forgot, forgot about the Shears. God, those are so good too. Man, there's some great potato chips. Oh, Bry, and then, you know something? Instead of cornflakes on top of your cheesy potatoes, can't go wrong with all those potato chips too, bud. It's not a bad idea. I never thought of that. Yep. Well, this is fat guy when he's starving right now, starting to mix shit together. <laughs> Put potato chips and anything else. Why not? Potato chips and ice cream. Let's do it. I don't care. <laughs> I've never tried that. Maybe right, I will, though. Let's finish the trivia. I got four teams. I got a name for a national championship other than the SEC. Mm-hmm. I got Clemson and Ohio State. There's two. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is that one. There's for I'll give you three strikes. There's strike number one. That's bullshit. They won it in 2000. Oh, yeah. All right. That was 20. Going back to 2006. I think from 2006 till present, Ooh. there have been four non SEC teams to win it. USC, not USC. Strike number two, Texas, not Texas. Now, I did not say that there are four different schools. I said there are four different times. Ohio State, two. Well, that was 2002. How is Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Deshaun Watson, who's the other one? Still in the playoffs. Won a national title. Joe Burrow. At Clemson. At Clemson. Trevor Lawrence. Fuck Trevor Trevor Lawrence won one with uh, Clemson. Deshaun Watson won one with Clemson. And then you had your Ohio State one. This other one might be a little tricky. Florida State? There you go. Yes, sir. Jameis. Jameis beat uh, Auburn, I think. God, that's so horrible. It wasn't that long ago. Didn't Texas win in 2006? With Vince Young? Uh, 2005, maybe, they won it. 2006, it was played in January. Oh, well, I mean, if you want to be technical about it. There's another one for Fatty. Boom. (laughs) By the way. I said the last 17. Technically, I said the last 17 national titles. Thanks, Craig. Who gave you Florida State? I have to know. Chris did. Chris, okay. I'll give credit to Chris. Way to go, Chris. Way to go, Chris. Thank you for saving the fat guy here on the end. <laughs> All right, Brian, I got to let you know, Jake is almost done with our logo. I can't wait to see this thing when it's cool. completely finished. All right, we'll be unveiling that here soon. We definitely are legal ham to face. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please, friends, family, everybody else, share this out. Have people subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages helps us out a lot, especially with fundraising and also with sponsorships. Can't thank you guys enough for watching. You guys have been amazing to us. We appreciate it. Want to thank our troops and our first responders for everything you guys do for us. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do something of this nature. And Brian, God bless them.
Yep. God bless it. God bless America. All right. I am that fat guy. We are legal him in the face. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you.